0: Good evening and welcome to Insight. I am Gino, your host. Sitting next to me, AC, my good friend, brother in Christ, from Resting Place, Detroit. AC, what is up, brother? It is another edition of League of Brothers.
1: How are you, sir? You know what? If it gets any better, they're gonna have to make twins of me.
0: <laughs> oh no, please. <laughs> <laughs> one's not enough. sure
1: this world can handle two of those yeah I, know, right? I don't
0: think so man i don't think so ones ones
1: hey enough. how was your uh how was your thanksgiving
0: went great man it was excellent um went over to my sister's house my uh my brother was the only one not there him and his wife they had their other side of the family but my sisters were there and mom and uh you know immediate family it was kind of cool man i actually got to red pill my uh aunt like on some she's kind of left-leaning she's uh, super cool i mean we she's not very political or anything like that but she was yeah. she's like i don't know why the grocery prices are so high <laughs> it's like i'm like well you know elections matter and uh you know she was like a never trumper and all that stuff and but yeah i think she's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel which was kind of cool so we had a nice conversation then it, it led into the the children, the trafficking of children, and she was kind of blown away by that. And I was trying not to give her too much at once because it would be like information overload. But sure. at the end of the night, I definitely think she saw the light. And good I'm a good. poet and didn't know it. Is there that a lyric go. in one of your shows? lyric in one of your songs? No, not <laughs> at probably all. Probably not. But <laughs> you never know. One of these days, maybe so. Hey, if I hear it in one of your songs, man, I'm coming after you. That's trademarked.
1: It's not. And there's no royalties involved. You're, you're lost, bro. Right. You're lost. I tried.
0: Oh man. How was yours?
1: What'd you do? Thanksgiving was good. I, I, I got to spend time with, uh, Tammy and her family and, uh, it was, it was really good. And, uh, you know, it wasn't good watching the lions lose that, that was bothersome. Um, yeah,
0: bothersome wasn't I, the word I was thinking of. <laughs> it was
1: brutal. This and is I, a this is a family friendly podcast. So I'm keeping it.
0: Well, I was thinking brutal. The, I wasn't thinking
1: anything. else. Okay, brutal would be another good word to use for it. It was <laughs> devastating. Uh, uh, but you know what? We did get some redemption. Michigan beat Ohio State, and you know what? Today's podcast is give thanks.
0: I'm going to give thanks to the Ohio state for another win three years in a row, man. Remember we were in that long. Oh gosh. We were just in a dismal like downward spiral for about 15 years. Yeah. Three, man. It's the three Pete. It was, it was such a good win. And I got to tell you McCarthy looked amazing. Was he, yeah, that's (laughs) was he threading the needle or what? I mean, some of the throws that kid made unreal.
1: Oh, yeah. JJ is unbelievable. You know, what, what, um, here's what was remarkable to me about this Michigan team. And our, our, our podcast isn't centered around Michigan Wolverines, but I am going to share this just because I think, uh, a couple of good things about them. Number one, they've been going, this is a season that they've gone through everything. I mean, mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh, their head coach, was suspended the first three games of the season. And then he was suspended the last three games of the season.
0: And really and, the first game he suspended himself. Remember, he took himself yeah, out. Yeah, he did. not They didn't yeah. even tell him to.
1: And and for them to go undefeated and him not be on the sidelines for six of those games is pretty remarkable uh, for the player, you know, the the players, the, the coaching staff, the uh, university, They've done a, an amazing job. And here's the thing. Once they were accused <laughs> and it was all brought up, everybody changed their signals. Everybody, you know, covered them up. What's your excuse now? Yeah. If two you don't the, know. Two of the for top the, six teams went down in the last three games to Michigan. For the
0: audience, though, we need so, to let them know in case they're, they're unaware. Sure. So Jim Harbaugh Go got accused of stealing signs. So that he had, you know, someone out at another game during the during the weekend, and they were sitting in the crowd stealing the opposing team's signs and signals. Which every team trying to team figure it out probably they already to it does it that anyway. But yeah, every now, team does. I, now has he? They haven't really admitted that they did it. They did fire somebody.
1: Um, I forgot. They fired forgot two him. guys. Two guys. Uh, they fired the first guy who was the guy that uh, supposedly was spotted at a few different other football games Mm -hmm. and apparently this guy it was funny i was i was listening to a podcast of all things to listen to podcast um was listening to podcast the other day and they were talking about the gentleman that uh got fired first and this guy he's like a, a rocket scientist like he he has a certain set of skills that have to do with algorithms like he he understands numbers and uh if i'm not mistaken I, I he either worked for the government or the government tried to get him to work for them in understanding how to read like the enemy's their stuff and trying to figure out you know stuff from an enemy uh at war and so uh he came to michigan and applied. They, Michigan didn't go looking for this guy. He's a he's a Michigan guy. Uh, come and 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 wanted to work for him. And he had a certain set of skills. And he, listen, in high school football, in college football, and in professional football, they're all stealing signs. They're all trying to figure out what what you're doing on defense, what you're doing on offense. Uh, to the point where the professionals they actually put earbuds in the quarterback mm-hmm. and in the captain on the defense so that you, they can talk to them from the silence mm-hmm. or from the press box and tell them what's going on. And, uh, so that it, their signs couldn't be stolen anymore. And so it was just, um, you know, you hear some of these other universities and they were bellyaching and complaining about it. Um, did they have an advantage? Uh, here's the thing you can steal signs all day long, but if you don't have the personnel to implement the right defense or the right exactly. offense to, to combat that it doesn't matter. And so yeah. bottom line is I'm, I'm thankful that Michigan was able to withstand the pressure. Jim comes back now going into the big 10 championship against Iowa. Uh, he gets to come back and coach and, um, and then if they're, if they're able to beat the big, the big 10 Championship beat mm-hmm. Iowa, then they'll go on to the playoffs for the national championship. Right now they're ranked number two in the nation That's beautiful uh, behind Georgia. And Georgia is one of the teams that they haven't been able to beat the last mm-hmm. two years in the playoffs. So, um, I I'm, I'm really thankful for them, but beyond that, let me tell you what I'm really thankful about when it comes to Michigan football, the player athletes, um, or student athletes. Uh, Tammy and I were just listening to after the game at the interviews. And one of the things that we picked up on, uh, that I've, I've seen every, every game Hmm. is the humility Hmm. and how they praise their teammates and they don't take praise themselves, uh, very, very little. Do you see them self-promoting they're all about their teammates and Uh, lifting up their teammates and coach Harbaugh is the same way. Um, Even the intern coach, coach Sharon, you know, he, his first thing is, he says is, you know, this one was for you coach, Mm -hmm. you know, we love you. can't wait for you to get back. And they (laughs) deflect to other people. Uh, That, that to me speaks volumes about the leadership of that team and where their mindset, where their heart is, um, the dedication to detail that those those kids have um yeah it it, it speaks volumes of the student uh, but it speaks volumes of the team to go out and recruit these students uh that all want to have the same mentality it kind of reminds me of you remember bill belichick when tom brady was in his heyday yeah. bill belichick would do an interview or tom brady would do an interview and tom brady sounded like bill belichick and so did <laughs> exactly. every other player they yeah. they their answers were the yeah. same as Belichick because he was like teaching a script.
0: Them. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and here's the thing: whether whether people like Harbaugh, whether people like Belichick, Brady, Michigan, you can't you can't take away from what they're really doing and mm-hmm. what what's happening. And so I'm, like I said, I'm I'm a fan. Um, I've always been a fan, but this year. Uh, that game against Ohio State, out of the last three this year, was the most special one because they did it uh, in the middle of all the turmoil. Yeah. And uh, anyways, they didn't let, so you know, I'm, they didn't I'm giving thanks the, for University of Michigan. Yeah, they didn't let the adversity right?
0: get them. I will say, shiro yeah. you know, a couple games ago, he threw a couple F bombs there and stuff. It's kind of on national TV, I'm like, okay, uh, you know, yeah. it was, you know, this is the thing he, he, first he thanked the Lord. He said, I just want to thank my Lord and savior. And then he starts dropping a couple F bots and stuff. And I was just like, Oh man, he did come back and apologize because
1: his mom and his grandma, uh, got hold of him. (laughs) And so, uh, he had to come back and apologize and he's done really well since then, but I can only imagine, you know, the emotions that he was under, you know, being, being put. In charge of one one of the uh, best football teams in the nation, but also the greatest university mm-hmm. in our country. Especially when it comes to sports, you know, that was our one thousand and one win uh, for the uh, university. And so, I can only imagine what emotions the, the guy was. Yeah, the young I, guy was. I thought was it was going funny. I, was, so, I laughed about it it's just uh um, yeah, it i, I praise the lord amazing. on one hand and then yeah, yeah right. cuss somebody else yeah. out you know yeah and he you really know, he wasn't cussing anybody out he was really just no, it was just with excitement and yeah. that was his terminology to use i don't approve it. it is not league no. of brothers approved <laughs> no, it but i do comprehend what he was doing <laughs> Why? So. yeah
0: you know now look we had a decade of dismal i mean really dismal decade it was it was miserable to be quite honest and just loss after loss we lost to michigan state so many times it was just to see them turn it around and i was one of the guys that was looking for harbaugh to be fired two years ago i really wasn't like i said i had enough this isn't working something's wrong he's not making the right decisions and then all of a sudden like a switch they made a couple great great decisions and the whole thing turned around and his recruiting has been second to none i mean honestly like alabama i would say it's probably you know alabama is probably always the top of the class for recruits
1: well you've got um, alabama georgia ohio georgia, state, state michigan ohio state, uh and and maybe a couple other schools usc is they do they get really good recruits i think they're struggling with coaching right now but uh, there's a couple key universities that always have best recruits and 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 here's the other thing is the same schools are the ones producing the most nfl football players Mm -hmm. and so that tells you something that you're able to recruit and then get them into the next level as well so yeah yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, well, I will say this with Jim Harbaugh, I've always been a fan. I, was, I watched him when he was at Michigan. I watched him in the NFL. I hated when he was with the Bears. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I wasn't a fan of the Colts because I was a Jaguar fan. But he, he was a class act. And then when he started coaching in college, uh, class act, when he went to San Francisco and took that team, the Super Bowl, and he ended up losing to his own brother yeah. coaching for the Ravens. Uh, He's he's been successful, no matter what he's done. And so you have to hand it to him. And he's a God fearing man. I mean, he's, he is Mm -hmm. a Catholic, but he just uh, he, they hate him. They hate him because he loves God. They hate him because he stands up against abortion. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been very vocal about that. Um, He's been very vocal about same sex marriage. And, uh, you know, Michigan's a pretty liberal school. And so uh, for him to be able to keep his job and maintain his uh, convictions, that's a big deal. And there's a lot of people that just, they, they don't like Jim because of some of his political and, and uh, religious, was, biblical stances. Well,
0: so. I can tell you, I, it did cross my mind that because it is a, quite a liberal school, that there might have been somebody within that was trying to bring him down. Which seems ridiculous because how much money does their football program bring to this to this you know to the uh, university? But there's people like that man They're, that this cancel culture that we're in, they'll yeah. do it from the inside. They don't care. They'll burn their own buildings down. You know. Unfortunately, it's already come
1: out who some of the some of the people who started this stuff. The rumor. And, uh, let's let's just say. Uh, Is it Scarlet uh, and Gray? <laughs> <laughs> let's just say the coach of that team walked off hurt and embarrassed this past weekend <laughs> out of the big house. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, I, I, real quick and we can move on. Jesse mentored the defensive coach for Michigan. Mm-hmm. Somebody captured a video of him running across the field, trying to dodge the traffic, getting out of the players and all that to get over to where Ohio state was leaving the field and he's waving at him, bye, <laughs> bye.
0: And I, see, there I are some don't people like, who,
1: who got, I, and I, see, I, normally I, I wouldn't like that either. And there are some people who are jumping all over him. I about get it, it. And let me, I get I, it. I'm gonna tell you, be honest with you when, you. when you know that those guys are the ones who started the nightmare that they've yeah. gone through this entire yeah. season yeah. and I get h- it. has caused a, a national uh, outrage because of lies and because of just pure jealousy. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that and then you see, okay, you, you've, you, you've ran our name in the ground. You've caused us to fire two coaches and you got Jim Harbaugh suspended for all three of these games. And we still won. I can see in Jesse's mind, like, you know what? See ya. I get you, it. Look, I, all the stuff you've been talking yeah, about and I see it. ya. I, yeah, I don't not, know that I would have done that, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that I would trying
0: have done to say that. I just I'm a I've I you understand
1: the frustration. I, I don't
0: like poor sportsmanship. And to me that's always been poor sportsmanship. I get it though. I understand. I was in I was very competitive. Yeah. I was at you know, in athletics and stuff like that. I get it um yeah i remember when michigan you know we kept saying michigan state's our little brother and you know and all that stuff that was funny the first time but then they kept it up for like the next 10 years and we were getting killed by them like they were and i'm like okay guys like we just really need to shut our mouth and just play the game yeah and i yeah. that's what i like about it i do feel there is a humility for the most part the last couple of three years that i didn't see before there was an arrogance about michigan for a long time and yeah. i'm and i'm glad that, Even that in our kind losing, of there was, there was. Yeah,
1: And I think I think Jim has been a, a vital part to turning it around. Now, I will say this. There was a difference between being cocky and being confident. And Michigan was cocky for a long time while they were losing. <laughs> and and some, something shifted. Like you said, something shifted a few years ago um, that now runs a river of confidence throughout that program um, where the humility is so strong without those players i mean those guys they don't even talk about themselves they refer to all the other guys um the only time i heard um blake quorum the other day say anything about himself he just he made it very clear he says listen this is what i came back for i came back for my senior year for this i came back i didn't come back for the the stats i didn't come back for the touchdowns and because of his humility he he basically you know broke bunch of records this year mm-hmm. and and he knows that but his his mindset has been we came back to win championships and that's why I'm back now on, a, on another note and I'll give thanks for this too about Michigan the offensive lineman Zach Zenner who had a brutal um, leg break he actually had, it broke in two different places uh, he did have successful surgery on Saturday night and they did say that the, the way it broke that he should have a full recovery good and he was a senior Getting, he, he was going to be a top nfl uh yeah. top pick in the i would say first round for mm-hmm. sure um first round draft pick and that could that could really hurt him financially uh but if he's able to make a full recovery um i think he's going to be drafted pretty high as well and so the fact that uh you know he he is able to Escape permanent um, damage and permanent sidelines uh, is, a, is a good deal. And I'm, I'm very thankful for Zach and his family. So, yeah, anyways, awesome. listen, man, uh, I could talk about University of Michigan, know, Detroit sports. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers, I've, they picked up some new guys. I got a new pitcher from the Twins this week. Uh, I'm happy about that. So, there's, I'm, I'm not happy about the Pistons. Our, <laughs> our record stinks man it really stinks but we have some really good core of players and i think uh our new coach who by the way is a spirit field born again believer uh that i know from orlando um went to our church and coaches is uh, a strong man of god strong believer and i think he's gonna do well in detroit he just needs a little bit of time to get to get his team put together so so I think good things for the city Detroit. Red Wings are looking good, or better, I should say. Uh, Lions definitely are looking looking good. You know, the record is uh, still a good record, uh, but should never lost on Thanksgiving. Anyways, <laughs> I'm I'm a little hurt. There, there's that. that. I am to bitter too. Healing. <laughs> All
0: right, bro. Well, let's get into this. So it's about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Obviously, we just celebrated the Thanksgiving Day holiday here in America. Um, yeah, and there's plenty to be Thanksgiving thankful for I mean let's face it it's been a rough go with with the resident in chief I mean let's it's not fun prices are high inflation's high everything's high gas prices yeah it's hard times uh, here in America and across the world really but you know right. but still we live in my opinion in the greatest nation on earth the freest nation mm-hmm. still um, even though they're trying to take it down and so we do have plenty to be thankful for and I brought this up on last night's show. Uh, Acts 17, uh, God says he puts people in, their, in the place they live and in the time they live in so they have the best opportunity to know who he is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's been times I mentioned this last night, I've felt guilty that I lived in America when I know brothers and sisters are in, you know, North Korea or the Middle East or China being, you know, beaten, uh, abused, and martyred. And I think, man, Mm -hmm. God, I'm here and I'm whining about, you know, my car breaking down (laughs) or, you know, something so minor compared to what these people have to go through. And then that was when he, that's when I saw that scripture and I was like, wow, okay, I get it. Okay. So I will be thankful in my, you know, what I consider to be, you know, hard times. They're not really hard compared to what our brothers and sisters have to do overseas. So we are thankful for that. We're thankful that we get to profess Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, without... Really much retribution. I mean, you might get mocked or something, but for the most part, we're not going to get beaten and thrown into jail. Uh, it could happen. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't, but in general, it doesn't happen. Right. So I'm thankful for
1: that. Yeah, man just just knowing what uh, what's going on overseas, um, even in in Israel. You know, just knowing what's going on over there, and you know the soldiers that are laying down their life and fighting for their their nations, fighting fighting for their brother and sister, uh, their people. Uh, that that is uh, that's a powerful thing. It really is to watch that uh, take place and and just see how people express their gratitude for living especially in a in a free world a free nation like the United States or or Israel where we're not uh being dictated by uh, tyranny or <laughs> anybody else is trying to project their rules and and laws upon us that are without the ability to express our own freedoms and our ability to to, to stand up for a constitution now uh, Israel doesn't have, you know, a constitution like we do, but they still are able to live in freedom. Um, and I'm just so grateful that, that we have uh, some some laws and guidelines and, and boundaries in what we do here in the United States uh, through our constitution um, that allows us truly to be free right now um, in so many ways. Now, we, th- those are up for discussions in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of political insights and, uh, and yeah, you, you so would we, know you are in, in a different direction with that. Yeah, and yeah. you're in D.C. quite a bit,
0: you know, quite a lot, you know, a lot of people there in D.C., so you understand the inner workings, the inner sanctum of what's going on in politics more than probably the right. average Joe, uh, but in general, we still live in a free country, and, but uh, we need to fight for it. Like, nothing is promised. Nothing is promised to us. Right. I mean, we have to defend and especially our families. My gosh, what they're trying to do to the family. Um, but I am yeah. I'm thankful that my family is intact. They're healthy. I have great relationships with... Uh, we. There's no uh, animosity in any of my family, you know, on either side of the family. Everybody's friendly and we all get along. So I'm happy for that. Because there are right. families, let's face it, that, you know don't like each other so much, you know, uncle so-and-so is not talking to uncle, you know, so-and-so on the other side or brothers aren't talking or, but right. I think, you know, as Christians, the number one thing we have to do is forgive, forgive, and you, you can't hold a grudge. I mean, it's, right. It, it's to hold a grudge. First of all, it's detrimental to your health and that is proven scientifically. Right. Uh, it's detrimental to your mental health also, your physical health and mental health, but your spiritual health. You know, Jesus Jesus forgives us when we forgive others. How can we, this is the thing, AC, that I've always, this is what really helped me. Because there was somebody that I was having trouble forgiving. And I asked God, I'm like, Lord, this guy really like backstabbed me. And and I kept going to him with it or whatever. This is a long time ago. And, and he said, he basically showed me like, hey, okay. Remember the uh, parable when Jesus said, there's the guy that, you know, Owed like a million dollars, right? He there's a debt he could have never have paid. And then the guy comes and he pays his debt and he says, "Hey, I'm taking care of your debt." And the guy's like, "Cool." Well, he leaves debtor's prison, goes out and he chokes a guy for ten bucks. Hey, you you owe me ten bucks. Like that's what we're essentially doing when we're not forgiving somebody. Right, so right. when you understand that principle, it makes it a lot easier. And Jesus, what did he do? He forgave us of everything. He took all of it. So who am I to hold one little thing, you know, and have a grudge against anybody? It doesn't make any sense
1: yeah. as a Christian. Right, 100%. You know, I was, um, I was riding down the road on Thanksgiving the other day, and I was remembering a scripture that I try to uh, read, especially on Thanksgiving. Uh, so I was driving, and I had Tammy read it for me, but it's uh, um, First Chronicles. Um, chapter 16 basically the whole chapter and david uh just to paraphrase a little bit david um when he pitched uh for the ark of the covenant and he offered burnt offerings uh, and peace offerings for god and david when he had finished offering the burnt offerings and peace offerings he blessed the people in the name of the lord and he said that he distributed to everyone in israel both man and woman to everyone a loaf of bread, a portion of meat, and a raisin cake. And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the Ark of the Lord and to profess God's name and to thank and praise the Lord, the God of Israel. And and it goes on to talk about uh, David had different musical instruments being played, harps and lyres and uh, loud-sounding cymbals. and the priests were blowing trumpets continually before the ark of the covenant of god then it says on the day david first entrusted uh his relatives to give thanks to the lord as their chief task he said and this is what he said oh give thanks to the lord call on his name make his deeds known among his people sing to him sing praises to him speak of all the wonders glory in his holy name let the hearts Of those who seek the Lord, rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually, longing to be in his presence. And remember with gratitude his marvelous deeds, which he has done, his miracles and his judgments from his mouth. O seed of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Be mindful of his covenant forever, the promise which he commanded and established to a thousand generations the covenant which he made with abraham and his oath and sworn promise to isaac he confirmed it as a statute to jacob and the israel and to israel as an everlasting covenant And and it goes on different places do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm it talks about sing to the lord all the earth proclaim the good news Of a salvation from the day from day to day, and it just goes on just to show. uh, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good; for His loving kindness endures forever. And this is that whole chapter sixteen is something that I read. I try to read on a regular basis, but I read it every Thanksgiving just to bring into perspective. You know what it was going on way before I I walked this earth. And it was even going on before Jesus walked the earth and how thankful that they were to God for sparing their their lives and sparing the nation of Israel. Um, I have to tell you, yesterday morning I was visiting uh, a church here um, on the more middle to west side of the state of Michigan. And as I was sitting there, I was reminded this past week that Hamas had released some of the hostages, and they released them and sent them to Egypt. And when they left Egypt, they went to Israel free. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a second. Isn't that a story we've heard before? Where sounds familiar. slaves and hostages, so to speak, were... And in in Egypt for all these years, and God brought freedom, and they brought him, he brought them into the promised land, the land of promise, which was Israel. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, matter of fact, I even posted something on Facebook about it, you know, how how ironic it was that Hamas sent the um, hostages to Egypt first, which is a sign of captivity, for them to turn around and be released into the promised land, which is Israel. And, you know, just giving thanks, um, right now for the hostages that were, were free, um, you know, it was a a big price that uh, Israel paid, uh, to even release, um, to get those hostages released. And, um, but obviously it's worth it to get hostages released from Hamas. Um. Again, not here to talk about Hamas tonight. I don't want to give them any glory at all. But I'm just I'm, I sit back and I just reflect on how God has been from the beginning of time to where we are today, and how time after time after time in the Word, how people stop and give Him thanks. We talked about it earlier. You know, the uh, assistant head coach for Michigan. Uh, yes, he turned around and dropped some F-bombs afterwards, but the first thing he did was he thanked the Lord. You know, David is here thanking the Lord for sparing their lives and then turn around and blessing um, all of Israel, the men and the women, blessing them with meat and, and, and bread and a, a sweet cake, so to speak. And we see that. And my, my thought tonight is this, is we, a lot of us are willing to say thank you To God and give him, you know, props, but what are we, what are we doing after that? Are we blessing him? Are we following his, his leading? Um, you know, it's one thing when you're a hostage and you get freed to say, thank you. It's, it's kind of typical. It's kind of, uh, a no brainer, you know? somebody is in hostage or captivity or somebody who is behind jail, uh, in the jail and they come out and the first thing they do is thank God, you know? And, and so it seems to be an easy thing for us to just thank God for, for freedom. But, and what are we doing after that? You know, are, are we, are we taking the time like David did to turn on and say, well, I want to bless the people. I want to bless the people of God. I want to, and listen, we all know David wasn't, uh, always the greatest example in the word. David went through some things himself, but we all do. We all go through some things. And uh but David also was a man after God's own heart. And there was times where David did some amazing things for the kingdom of God. And so for us, you know, I, I just if anything, I want to encourage us that it's one thing to say thank you to God, uh especially when we're in trouble or in distress and he he helps get us out of a situation. But when we get out of it, let's do more. Mm-hmm. Let's really be thankful and right. let's bless, bless somebody. Um I was just always taught, man, you can never outgive God, right? You can never so when you when you get something given to you, turn around and give something away to somebody else. Bless somebody. Um jokingly on I think it was Thanksgiving. We we're talking about, and you know this. I, I I love my shoes, right? I have a ton of Jordans and how many pairs do you have? Disney. By the way, we're not going to talk about that. Anyways, um, <laughs> I I have a lot of pairs of shoes. I when I was in college, I I worked uh, at Foot Locker and hmm. just ended up falling in love with a lot of shoes. But anyways, uh, but one of the things that I do is I bless other people with shoes, um, and it seems like. Every time I do that, somebody will bless me. Not not necessarily with a pair of shoes, but they may give me a gift card or they may uh, say, hey, I want to bless you with, you know, go, go buy another pair of shoes or go, because I know that you like shoes. Go buy, you know, another pair of Jordans or whatever. And I people will do that. And so I find myself just wanting to bless somebody else. Um, I have a, a really good friend of mine that has, uh, five kids and two of them are boys. And, uh, I, my foot size happens to be the same size as, as this guy's second son, and he's, he's a young, young kid. I want to say he's probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, but he's already got, you know, size 11, a shoe. And so, uh, I I've blessed him probably with, I don't know, 12. 14 pairs of shoes and every time i'm i'm going through mine or i'm i'm at a store and i see something if the lord impresses me to pick something up for somebody i just do it i don't i don't even i don't even think twice about it because i i kind of figure if holy spirit's telling me to do something like that there must be something around Mm -hmm. the corner for me and i might as well just go ahead and and just do it and uh-huh. you know show my gratefulness and my gratitude towards whatever is about to come. And so um I I just I feel like we as as a people should be more thankful and we should be more apt to wanting to bless other people especially in our blessings. Um and we have so much to be thankful for. I Th- this segment would not. We, we can't find enough time for us, you and I, to sit here and just talk about mm. all the things that we're grateful for. Uh, we're grateful for all the people that are on this podcast right now. I'm looking at this. You know, the list continues to grow here, and I don't. I, I I'm gonna need magnifying glass before too long. Yeah, I know. I can't see what. Saying, but, My eyes are terrible. Uh,
0: you know, I wanted um, to before you go any further. I want to touch on something yeah. real quick because you brought up the hostage thing, and it occurs to me. Before we come to know Christ, before we gave our lives to Him, and He He graciously laid down His for us, we were all hostages. We were mm-hmm. hostages to this sin nature that this carnal and flesh tent we live in uh, made us captives. I mean, we were literally hostages mm-hmm. to this world, and that's something that we should be thankful every day for. It's not, you know, I I, mm-hmm. I know it's it's we get caught up in worldly things and you know bills and this and that work family. But every morning I, I try to anyway, just, just say, thanks. You know, thank Mm -hmm. you, Lord. Like you set me free. Like you didn't have to, but you did. And I don't know. I think that hostage analogy, I never really looked at it that way until you, you mentioned the hostages. I started thinking, I'm like, yeah, we were essentially hostages and we had no Mm -hmm. way out. There was, there was nobody coming to save us. Not in this world. Right, It had to come from the other world. And uh, I just mm-hmm. you know thank the Lord that he did that for me and did it for anybody else that would come to him.
1: Well, I mean, one of the terms that's used highly in the scripture is slaves. You know, I'm and you know, the song says I'm no longer a slave to, to sin, I am a child of God. That's where we all were. Um, at one point in our lives, we were a slave to sin, we we're a slave to to this world until we have given ourselves over to christ so that we understand we we are a new creation we are a royal priesthood we we are uh what what god is wanting us to be and which is a powerful thing and i i'm just i'm thankful that we're no longer slaves we're no longer a hostage um we when we accept jesus as our lord and savior we transition from egypt to israel we transition to the promised land to have the freedom uh, you know for, hopefully for most people they don't have to walk in the wilderness for 40 years before they find that freedom and that that um, just that freedom that, that they have and so it took so,
0: me 33 years but
1: well at <laughs> least it wasn't 40 right <laughs> at least it wasn't 40 <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, man, you know, it's just, and I would, I would ask some of our listening audience right now, if, I mean, if they're able to just to put something on the screen that, that they're thankful for, give a shout out to, you know, if it's a family member or, or something, you know, we, we have some fun in the beginning of the segment of this episode, talking about Michigan and Detroit or sports teams and being thankful for them. Um, uh, but yeah if if you guys have something that you're thankful for and you just want to put it out there just because you want to give thanks, uh we encourage you to do so and if it's something that we can we can share with our listening audience, that's great, but uh you know another another area that I'm thankful for gino is is a uh, resting place, you know our- fa- our family um, our church family um you know people like yourself, um, and your family. Um, and then just so many others that are part of a, a deeper, uh, richer family, you know, and what I mean by richer is not in in finances, but in their faith and their, um, dedication and faithfulness to the kingdom of God. Um, and it's just, it, it, Causes me to be very thankful as a as a shepherd as a leader, just to uh, to see the people that are committed to trying to build the kingdom together. Um, that's it's a powerful thing, bro. It's a powerful yeah, thing. Totally.
0: You know what else thankfulness does? It sets you free from selfishness. Wow. Because yes. you know, and I never. I, I guess that's probably an obvious statement, but I don't think we think about that very often because by nature we are definitely selfish creatures. It's me, mm-hmm. myself, and I, right? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you're thankful and grateful and you're giving, especially to God, when you're thankful to Him and giving Him the praise and glory, knowing that He's the one that supplies all your needs anyway, I, I, that's something as men, I, I'm sure you struggle with this too, but where we just think, oh, I gotta do this and I gotta do this and I, I'm gonna make this happen and I'm gonna fix that. But at the end of the day, if I put it in his hands and I'm grateful and thankful for what he's doing, he's going to keep supplying my needs according to his riches, not mine. Right. Right. And I, that's just so important and critical. I think when we, as we go forward in our walk with him, that it's another level of trust and that may be the biggest level of trust when it really, when it boils down to, because it's hard to let go and say, all right, God, I know you're going to provide. Oh no, I know you're going to do this and do that for my family and you know what all these these needs right. that we have. But he's already been doing it anyway. We just weren't acknowledging him in it. Right, right. You, you know, so it's like, you know, what's that? The parable where uh, he feeds the birds, right? They don't sow or reap. They just the food's there. It's ready for them, you know. They they go and get right. it they bring it back to the nest or wherever. Uh, curious patron said, "My God, Jesus, my small godly family, my job, my home, my reliable vehicle, my health, my ability to love, man, Amen to all of those. Absolutely, yes. Thank
1: you for sharing, man. We really appreciate that. Anybody else? You got something you want to share? This is not testimony time, but this, you know, just uh yeah. just an opportunity to give thanks. Um, yeah. You know, I, it was in, it was important to me when Gino and I were talking." about episodes and what our next episode needs to be. Um, it's just for us to take time and say thanks uh, to, you know, obviously our Heavenly Father, to our family, to our friends, uh, to those who mean the world to us. It's important. It's vitally important for us. And so I'm, I am I think it's it's good for us to give you guys an opportunity to say anything you'd like to say as far as giving thanks. Um on the program as well. I'm I, I'm curious um if there's anybody here um that that is on this episode right now. Uh you and I talked about this earlier, Gina. I'm just I'm I'm curious if you are watching tonight, you're obviously on uh one of the platforms that we've put this up on, but if you watch other types of platforms besides mm-hmm. the one you're watching on right now, could you put that in the comments? Because we're curious as to what other people are using, what they're watching podcast on. Uh, because we want to make that we want to make sure that our platforms uh, are reaching as, as many people as possible. So if if you're watching right now, or you or you watched this a little bit later, and you you use platforms other platforms than the one you're using right now to watch us on that you'd like for us to maybe uh, see about participating in that platform. Uh put that up for us because we're we're definitely curious. We want to expand our our reach and uh Gina and I were just talking about that today just thinking about opportunities that that are out there uh beyond the ones that we're already using to uh to reach a big have a bigger net to reach people. So let me add a little um, caveat to that.
0: Um, okay, so th- I'd also like to know: Do you listen to Audible podcasts, or do you watch live streams? Which is your preference? Because, uh, as AC stated, we are looking at other other avenues. And I'm this is for all my shows, not just League of Brothers, but um, maybe Apple, you know, iTunes, or um, Spreaker, or Spotify, or any of those other platforms. I, I know I. Usually for me personally, if I do listen to something audibly, it's just because I can't watch it. So I've got, you know, I've got YouTube playing, but I'm still listening. So I guess, you know, yeah. either way, you're going to get the message. You're going to hear what you want to hear. You just might not visually see it. So I don't know if it's, if it's really a preference, but I, I do, know, I know some people in my own personal life that only listen to audio. They never watch live streams or any mm-hmm. you know, videos for that matter, because they're just too busy, but. And it is convenient. I mean, if you can go to iTunes or something and just pop something on real quick. Same thing with Spotify. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is there how do you how do you get on those platforms? I don't even know. Is there a charge? There's got to be a charge,
1: some monthly fee or something. Um, you know, I don't. I'm going to dive into it myself because you know we talked about. Uh, I used to have a podcast, the Army of Lions, that we were doing. I was doing during uh, COVID and we had it up on multiple platforms. And one of them you could get on iTunes and on um, Spotify. So I'm, I'm gonna look into that and just see what we were using. Uh, because again, I, I want us to make sure that we're trying to reach everybody that uh, we're supposed to reach. Um, Gina, let me ask you a question. Um, you, you've been in Michigan, how many
0: years? my whole life 53 whole and life. three quarters
1: okay how, how many of those winters <laughs> you did going... you not have snow
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey i will say this when i was a kid there was always snow from from basically the beginning of november through like even half of april there was always snow but the last 20 years, maybe even a little longer, it does seem like the snow comes and then it melts. Then we get a little more snow and it melts. Then we get a big storm, it stays for a few days and then that melts. So I'm thankful for that. That's another thing for me to be thankful for, that the snow does not stick around forever like it used to. And I don't attribute that to global warming. I attribute that to just the, the changing earth, the way it's always changed. But I gotta say, AC, if I could do it, I've said this a million times and I told Julie the same thing. If the day comes and the Lord provides, I'm out of here from New Year's Day until May. And then we'll come back and enjoy the spring and summer. I love the seasons except winter. I'm not a skier. I don't snowmobile. I don't uh you know cross country ski. None of that stuff. Not my thing. It was fun when I was a kid, I will say that.
1: I don't even know what to say right now. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm so hurt. Just even here. <laughs> hear you talking like this it's just wow i don't even know what to say come on
0: you're gonna listen look me in the eyes right now and tell me you love the snow i do what
1: i lived in. listen i lived in florida for 15 years i've i've almost every year i mean when i left here i went to tennessee for for college and then i went straight to south florida down past miami and every few years, I keep moving closer and closer. And finally, you know, I, I guess four or five years ago now, I, I moved back here. Um, it just, it's, it's not the same. I mean. I, but listen, listen. you know, okay.
0: I, I get what you're saying. I, I understand which, where you're going with this. But here's the thing. I enjoy three of the four seasons. Okay, it's just the bitter cold, the shoveling, the ice. Like today, I was slipping all over the ice trying to carry stuff in for work and it's annoying. And then your shoes are all wet and you gotta stomp your feet off and take your shoes. Like it's annoying. It was fun when I was a kid because you didn't care about all that stuff. But when you're working in it and all that, it is I it's not fun. I'm sorry.
1: Not at all. <laughs> Oh, my Lord, what are we going to do with you, Gino? Yeah. But you so know, I'll what? tell you what you do when you ship me down to
0: Florida for four months, I'll I'll be I'm for
1: thankful me. for you. <laughs> I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful that <laughs> your family has not fallen for your Antics. horrible thoughts of moving yeah. away from here. Listen, I, I, I really love California. Um, I, I don't like the government. I don't like uh, the politics, except for Orange County. But uh, I'm, I, I can't even go back to California. I'm just not, not ready for it. I, you know what I think? I think Colorado. And they have a lot of snow too. But I just, there's something about Colorado. Anyways, Colorado we're, we're is a, here I'm, Colorado I'm really is a weird climate though. Weather.
0: Colorado is, is a really weird climate. I mean, you can have a day where it's like. You get 10 inches of snow, but it's like 65 degrees by afternoon. It is right, a really right. weird place, but it's kind of cool. It's a beautiful place. I mean, but again, then you got to deal with the uh, corrupt government there, and it is a very corrupt system
1: that they got going on in Colorado. I think Iris' job is, is making it very clear that somebody's being a whiner.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's Barb. Okay, listen, Barb. I, know. I think you spelled whiner wrong, too, so <laughs> I'm not even going to accept that one. <laughs> Isn't Weiner, Let's see, W H I N E R. I don't know. Maybe not. Liberal. Yes, I know. Curious.
1: <laughs> and Danielle, are you talking over about California in, uh... or are you talking about Colorado? You know the crazy thing about They're some of these both. states. Uh, but there, are, there are pockets like Orange County. Uh, when it came to COVID, they completely rejected all of the yeah. uh, thoughts that Gavin Newsom put out there. They, I, I went there a couple of times during COVID. Um, you know, some people would wear masks and stuff, but it wasn't mandatory. You didn't have to wear them when you went into restaurants. Uh, they, they did give a little more extra space between people, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with using some wisdom. Uh, people come in there and they're, and they're sick, whether it's the flu or, you know, whatever the case may be, I, I, I'm thankful to have a little extra space between me and somebody who's not feeling good. Um, so I didn't have a problem with that, but what they didn't do is shut down the restaurants and shop, shut down all the shopping. And especially when a place like being outside at the beach in California, and it's just like, come on for real. And so I was really glad that Orange County really stood up against uh, what they were doing. And there are some communities like that in Colorado. Uh, some of some others, of, uh, a few liberal states that not everybody in the state is liberal, uh, just the ones who cheat to get the ballots fixed anyways.
0: Ninety nine percent of that state is not liberal. It's L A County, and you know, is San Francisco part of L A? No, that's uh, what county. Is no, it's separate. There? I mean, uh, San yeah, Francisco. but, but even it's from those like two down to
1: San Diego, yeah, it's is, it's is very
0: conservative. And wasn't I could have swore there was two guys that were trying to form the New California, which was basically leaving L A County and San Francisco alone, and then the rest of the state was. New California. And they had legislate, they had um, not legislation, but they had all the paperwork done, the legal stuff done. They had everything they needed. So that might happen. Billions
1: of people who would love for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can but, you imagine? You know, unfortunately, that. Yeah, it would be great. Uh, the only bad thing is between LA and San Francisco, you get over 300,000 homeless people. That's for 300,000. Ridiculous. Over three hundred thousand. Uh, it's it's disgusting, man. It is absolutely disgusting what is being allowed. Uh, just the, the people, and I feel for them. But anyways, um, there there are some there are some states, even like Michigan. You know, just because we have a liberal governor, I can promise you that the majority of this entire state is conservative. I remember during the last election. I could count 50 Trump mm-hmm. signs to 1 oh, yeah. Biden easily. Sign. It was yeah. If if not more than that, if not even 75 mm-hmm. to 100. Uh, even in the city. You just like no nobody was supporting that. And
0: no, we it was outnumbered. You're right. It was like 50 to 1. I'm not even joking. Even in the area I live in, which is probably 60-40 liberal yeah, I saw Trump signs everywhere. It was insane. That, it, there's no way, yeah. I, and I was watching the election so close that night, and I saw how far up ahead he was, and then all of a sudden, three hundred
1: thousand votes.
0: It was ridiculous. It was, I, I still have the screenshots. Three hundred thousand vote phone. lead at midnight. Yeah, yeah it's.
1: Ridiculous. And then they put they put cardboard in front of the windows, and mm-hmm. and then come back the next morning, and he, he got beat bad. That doesn't even make sense. Man. No, it was I'm, I'm still I still need to get some healing in that Uh (laughs) uh-huh i am a little bitter about that
0: (laughs) so danielle my good friend danielle over in the other chat she's um she's like is this ac slater i ac slater is much younger than i thought he would be no he's not that young it's just he's probably got a filter on or something on his zoom call he's he's almost as old as me No,
1: no it's the beard yeah it's the beard A.C. Slater, no,
0: uh, that was Saved by the Bell, right? Yeah, Say
1: by the Bell. Saved by the yeah. Bell, yeah. yeah. I haven't heard that one before.
0: <laughs> That's a
1: new one. <laughs> and actually, no, his name is not A.C. I've, <laughs> so well, yeah. I've been called that since. Well, I've been called A.C. since, you know, I was just a kid. And uh, <laughs> my older brother decided to call me that. And it, it attached itself to me years ago. And and uh, everybody calls me that. It's been that that. The only time I ever got called Aaron was uh, usually when I was in trouble. So <laughs> Your uh, full name. Exactly. Yeah, And everybody knows how that goes. You know, dad, dad or mom said Aaron, I, I knew I was in, in deep yeah. water. If they but, included uh, the AC's middle name, name definitely, if they included that? your middle name, you better be home. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> You yeah. you're were done. You were done. Yeah. You were history. You might as well get, you know, funeral arrangements ready for that. <laughs> 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 oh what man a, uh... so
0: alright let's go back to this thankfulness thing because this is so important as questions yeah. not only you know thankfulness and praise kind of go together right I mean Great. Enter, my, enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you when I've been in some of my darkest moments where I was really feeling down and getting in my own little pity parties or whatever if I did start praising and that's hard to do let's face it like when you're feeling down and you know you're woe is me you're in your little you know corner by yourself it's hard to change your mind and say you know what no i'm not going there i'm not staying here i'm going to turn and i'm going to give praise and glory to god and be thankful when that happens ac i'm not joking like your whole day turns around like it, yeah. I'm not saying sometimes in an instant, but I would say over, over the course of the day, your, your attitude changes, the way you see things, your perspectives change. It's a cool mm-hmm. thing to, to see. And it's, and it, all it is, is just giving thanks to the creator because right. even in your little pity party, it's still not the worst day ever. Let's face it. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. You know, it's like, we think it's like the end of the world or something most of the time. And it's really just, you know, something triggered us, something set us off that day. Uh, maybe right. a guy cut you off in traffic or something. You know, That's my big one. Like, I really have to fight against that. Like today, some guy, I let him in. He doesn't say thank you. Then he wasn't using his turn signals. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, bite your tongue. Just sit back, relax. The first will be last, and the last will be first. That's what I always try to quote myself to calm me down. <laughs> so it's, right, right, right. Yeah, that's a trigger.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I was telling you in the scripture there in uh, second chronicles you know when he just said oh give thanks to the lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever and ever and ever and we can see through time from the old testament all the way through the bible um and into today uh even even non-believers give praise to god which is kind of you know interesting um or i should say uh, yeah non-believers non non-Christians uh realize that there is a god and a lot of times they'll give him praise uh for you know safety deliverance bringing them through something uh and i i believe because just in general people know that uh without him we are absolutely nothing with him we can do all things through christ who gives us the strength but you know part of my prayer is god don't don't ever uh don't ever pull away from us. You know, I, I want to have access to his presence and right, his glory at all times. And I think when we go into thankfulness mode, um, it's just, it releases that um, anointing upon us from our Heavenly Father that just is so special. Because here's the thing, you know, God God can't praise or worship himself. That's what we were created to do. He created us to worship him. He created us to live in a garden and walk with him and be in his presence. Now, granted, humanity made some choices that that changed that up, but that was the game plan. Was we were going to dwell in his presence. Yeah, in the natural. And thankfully that we still get to dwell in his presence and his glory in the supernatural. Uh, because when Jesus came, he, you know, he, eventually he ripped the veil He tore the veil down. And, you know, by, by him doing that, it's, it's given us access to being in the presence of almighty God. And I'll be honest with you. I'm just, that's something I'm very thankful for because I couldn't do it without, without his presence, man. when, When I'm going through situations or I'm trying to figure things out, or I know people that are going through things and I'm I'm praying for them and trying to, it seems like as soon as I can get into his presence, usually through worship, um, either the answer comes or peace comes or, you know, God brings some healing and it's in his presence. The Bible said in his presence, there is fullness of joy, fullness of joy. That means there's no sorrow, there's no strife, there's no anger. It's joy. And if that's what I can find when I'm in this presence and I find peace and love and joy, man, let me dwell. Let me dwell. I,
0: I hear you. You know, I had a, a couple of weeks ago, me and Megan started our show. Uh, it's called Reexamine. It's on Saturday nights at 11. That was a shameless plug, by the way. Uh, but I got to say, before the show, before our first show together, I was—I got some information from somebody, someone that we know. And the information, I got to say, as you're strolling through some of this stuff, I, I know a lot about her case, a lot about her parents, what's going on. This was some new stuff to me. And there was some other people that were involved in the crimes that I, I kind of knew, but maybe not at the level that this person knew. And so when I got yeah. that information, I'm not going to lie, I got a little nervous. I was like, what am I getting into? <laughs> what have I been in? Really yeah. not getting into it. I've been yeah. in this. And so I had, you know, before the show, I had like an hour and a half. So I drove up to the store and I'm driving. I'm just praying. I'm like, Lord, I, I know I'm. you've called me to this stuff. You've, I know this, you've affirmed this, confirmed it many different ways. Prophetic words have been spoken about it. I said, but this one, I got to tell you, it's making me a little nervous. Sure, you know I'm just having a frank conversation with him. <clears throat> and AC. I'm not joking. The presence of the Lord came into that car so wow. strong, right? I, like it, I knew He was like patting me on the back, saying, "It's okay, I'm with you. I've called you to do this." And I was, just and that just like I was like, "Wow, okay, cool." And then it, and then it came, it left, came back again because I was praying about something else, and He, he confirmed that. And I mean, that's kind of cool, not kind of. It is cool that our Father in Heaven. He's giving you that attaboy. You know, he's just patting you on the back Mm -hmm. saying, I've called you to do this. I've equipped you and I've got your back. I'm protecting you. So just keep doing what I told you to do. So that was my confirmation. We've had three shows since, you know, or three total. And um, yeah, I feel like we're definitely doing some good work and exposing some things and we're going to expose a whole bunch more. But, you know, that was that one moment where, you know, like when David was fearful, you were speaking about David earlier. He was fearful many times salt was coming Mm -hmm. after him trying to kill him and you know i you have those moments where you're just thinking like god am i really am i in your will am i doing what you've called me to do or am i did i get sidetracked somewhere Mm -hmm. that's that's something actually that would be a great show that's what we should talk about one time is your giftings and callings the things god's equipped you with but then using i man i i just said this the other day there's How many people are in this world, AC? And you know you were in the entertainment industry. How many people are in this world that have been called by God but use their gifts and their talents for entertainment and for their own glory? That's
1: a huge number. It's all over the place. Yeah. all over the place. Um, it, so many people. Uh, you know, I go to... Uh, you, you go to someplace like New York City and you go to a theater or you go to a Broadway and I'll hear a musician or I'll hear a vocalist sing. And I'll know immediately they grew up in church. They, they, they got their, their roots are church based. And then, you know, if you get the opportunity afterwards to even see them, you know, outside or something like that, you you just, first thing I do is, Hey, you're a great vocalist. Where, Where did you learn? Where did you, where'd you start? And a lot of them will say, in the church. And, you know, it makes you want to simply say, well, why you go back to the church? Uh, and I, I have, I've asked that question to a few people and some of them will say this, I plan on it. I just needed to get my, my feet out there. And I need to get some experience and, and education and this and that. And I think they get their priorities backwards a little bit. That's just my opinion. But you know, it's crazy to see that, but then you also in the church, I, I have musicians I play with now and have played with that their, their world was in the world. Uh, I've got a, a gentleman right now that plays for me up in Baltimore um, every, every weekend. And he's a, he's a drummer, a percussionist, and he is uh, phenomenal. And he's been traveling with uh, one specific band, I'm not going to mention them, and and has sat in with another band. And it's just been uh, phenomenal listening to this guy come to me and say, hey, as of this Sunday, I'm full-time here with you. I'm like, wait a second. I I can't pay you full-time, you know? He said, no, 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 it's not about the money. But I I can't continue to live in that environment," he's, Now that him and his wife are saved, he's like, "We we go to these, you know, tours. We go on concert. We go to concert, and we don't live the same lifestyle as the rest of them. And so it there's there's nothing for us. There's nothing that's, uh, you know, fitting for us anymore. We we don't fit in. We don't uh, we're not gelling. You know, we don't feel part of uh, what's going on. And so I, I see it the flip side of that, too, which has been amazing. Um, you know, seeing people who are in the world and then coming into the church um, has been uh, phenomenal. So it, it, it does go both ways. But I, I want to say those who grew up in the church that went into the world, that number has got to be astronomical. I mean, it really has got to be. I mean, You can, you can watch uh, American Idol or uh, America's Got Talent, and how many of them are worship leaders and are you know, all this, and they're out in the world trying to trying to make it happen. And so it happens. It happens. I
0: see. I understand the allure of it. You know, like it's drawing you out and fame and fortune and all the the accolades. I get it. I understand that. And, you know, the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. So he gives you these gifts, and he gives you free will to decide what you're going to use them for. And sure. you're right. I mean, like, you know, Whitney Houston comes to mind, right? I mean, probably one of the greatest singers of all sure. time. Whitney Houston, yeah. And and she grew up in church. I mean, which that's well known. And the choir <laughs> and, and everything, yeah. Choir, all that stuff. And she comes out, I mean, becomes world famous and all this stuff, and got all the accolades, and she ends up dead. You know, yeah. dies dies in a bathtub. And and it's just now that doesn't mean it she didn't okay. give her life back to I yeah. I don't know if she gave her life back to God or not. I have no idea where her heart was with him. But I'm just yeah. saying that's that's a very well known case of someone that had a God given gift that she was using for his glory, but then all of a sudden, you know, I'm sure people were like, Oh my gosh, Whitney, you need sure. to get out. Like you're you know, sure. this is incredible. But is there a balance? Is there a healthy balance? Like you were in this, you know. So I mean, is there yeah. a balance where you could go out in the world, perform sure. secular songs, uh, and still love God with your whole heart, and then just go back on Sundays and do your thing? I don't know. Is that a possibility? Let me let me or? give
1: you a couple of examples. The same gentleman I was just talking about that is percussionist, uh, when he got saved and he came to me and he started sitting in a little bit, um and playing for us, uh you know, he came to me and he was like, "Listen, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, but you know, I'm playing for this band still, and I I, I fill in for another band when well, we're not on tour, da da da." And I looked at him and I said, "Well, when you're and when you're in town and you want to play, just let me know." He says, "You're you're okay that I play them?" I said, "Well, that's your livelihood, number one, um, and and God's changed your life and." you know, what God gives you permission to do and lets you do and tells you to do, that's between you and him. That's, that's not my choice. I said, now I will tell you this, you know, being the leader that's involved in the worship that's going on here at that, at that place, um, you know, there, there are some standards that we want to live up to, and we want our team to be striving to live up to that. And I said, so I can share that with you. And You know, you just you let the Holy Spirit tell you what to do. And and for me, me personally, I grew up in the church or grew up as a as a pastor's son. I got offered an opportunity um, you know, to work in a recording studio while I was in high school, kind of did an internship. And then where where my opportunity came is I was just sitting in the studio. I think I told you this before, sitting in the studio playing the piano when an artist that was coming in that we were recording came in early and walked in on me in the studio while i was playing the piano and he picked up his trumpet and started playing along with me and i i turned and i was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry uh it was dizzy gillespie for for some of you that that know jazz players. are you serious and dizzy oh yeah that was the very first song that i ever wrote um was was on his one of his last albums before he passed away he's like the
0: most famous trumpeter is it a trumpeter or trumpeteer i don't know what do you call it
1: both yeah no and he was a (laughs) super guy and 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 so and i had no idea that my the guy that i was working for shane fielder uh at gold track studio and he he actually hit the record button and was recording while uh, (laughs) mr gillespie and i were in there jamming out and you know talking and stuff and so like two weeks later, uh, we were wrapping up some of the recording and, and Mr. Gillespie came and he said, Hey, AC, I'd like to talk to you about that song of yours. And I was like, what song What are you talking about? He said, the one that, that we recorded. And I said, what song, I, we didn't re- what are you talking about? You know, I had no idea. He said, the one that Shane, Shane recorded it. He said, I'd like for us to redo that. And I would love to be able to, to use that song on, on this project. And i think i was 17 bro i mean as the very first time anybody had ever that's really crazy. talked to me about using any of my music on, on a level like that anything that i would have done before i was writing music for like our church my mom was a choir director and i was trying to write and compose music uh for choirs which was just crazy that's it's intense man it really is intense and so i had never done anything like that and but you know it was it wasn't a a Christian song, so to speak. And it wasn't, I guess it would be if it's not Christian, it's secular, but it was a, it was a song that I was writing about my mom and my dad because of their love of iced tea. And my dad preached a sermon just weeks before about people who are never satisfied. And he used the example of iced teas <laughs> that so some people like it, hot tea, some people want it iced. Some people want it sweet. Some people want it unsweet. Some people want to put lemons in it. Some people want to put, you know. And so he's going through all, this and he was, but he's, was, he was saying is people are never satisfied. And so I, I was sitting there in church, and I'm getting these ideas in my head about writing a song about people never being satisfied. And so because we had been listening to, to some of Dizzy's music, uh, trying to prepare for him. I had this ton of jazz feel in my head, and I just sat there and started playing, and was kind of singing along with it. Well, obviously, most of the music on his albums there was no lyrics; it was mm-hmm. all, you know, trumpet. So the lyrics didn't get, you know, exposed in the song. But he used the chord progressions and the melody and everything that I had had done. That's and, pretty cool. And so, but my point was, and and I hate. You know me. I hate using names of people because I don't like to name drop with stuff like that. But but my point was just because I did something that had an impact in a secular world, it didn't change who I was, right? I was still a worship leader. I still loved the Lord. I still was writing music to uh, try to glorify the Lord. Um, But this was an opportunity, and I took it. Um, and then after that, you know, I told you about the other group from Flint that I, I wrote a song for. Mm-hmm. Uh, back Ready in for the, the world. Yeah. And so yeah. now that song was definitely a secular song. Um, but when you're getting paid the kind of money that they wanted to pay, it was, uh, it, was <laughs> it turned out, you know, See, this is the dilemma kid, though, you know, and
0: this is exactly what I'm talking but, about. Though. But this here's the thing, the... even
1: though, our, again, I wrote that song, it, it still didn't change who I was. I I, I still love the Lord. I still was yeah. writing music for my parents' church and my mom's choir and trying to compose music. So even though I took a couple of days and I wrote this song and we we, we arranged it, put it together uh, and then they bought it from me, it, it, it didn't change who I was. And I think that's the key ingredient, even in a day of where we're talking about giving thanks, I was so thankful that even though opportunities presented itself for me to leave my mom and dad's church and to leave that, Mm -hmm. that, that growing up that I did there and go into the world and, and just do a focus on, on worldly music. I'm so thankful that that wasn't, um, that, that didn't happen that way. Now, you know, I did go out after. Going to college and got some opportunities to play and travel for a few different artists um that some of it was secular um but i was i was picky and choosy about the people that i i did that with um because i i wasn't going to go out there if i knew that these people were you know without any doubt worshiping satan now obviously if you're not living for god you're living for the enemy that's just what the bible tells us if you're gonna if you're you know, you got to serve somebody. So we, we do know that, but there are some people who blatantly just worship Satan and it, I, I wasn't going to put myself in that particular per- per- predicament. So um, it's just, I, again, I'm so thankful that even when the enemy tried to present himself to me and try to capture me and take me into a different realm, that I had enough of the word in me and enough wisdom, in me to fight that off. Um, and it wasn't even much of a fight to be honest with you. I, I knew, I knew where my heart was. I knew that worship was, was who I was and and worshiping God was, there was nothing greater than that. Um, yeah, there were times where I wasn't a happy camper and I I ran the opposite way from the Lord at times, but, uh, it was always, it's always been there. You know, it was instilled mm -hmm. in me from my family. Well, and, okay. Uh... I
0: get that for you, but let's just, let's, I'm going to present a couple scenarios. Let's just say someone's in the church. They grow up in the church. They love God with their whole heart. They get an opportunity. They go outside to, to make a living, right? They just need to make an honest living. Well, it blows up, right? And they they're, they become super famous and, and they're like, now they're torn between two worlds. Now they're like, okay, my heart was always with the church and I still love God. I still want to pursue them, but I've got these opportunities that are laid out before me. Now I would think that person is grounded in God, so they're going to go and ask, you know, other people to be praying for them, uh, interceding on their behalf, and saying, "Hey, what what do I do? Where where's God leading me? Is this a door that He's opening, or is this a door that the enemy's opening to trap me?" Because I could see it both ways there. Right. And let's say they go into the world, and it is a trap and they get caught in the track the trap they get into drugs sex you know the whole nine yards um and then obviously they so they come to their senses like the prodigal son and go back you know back to home and ask god for forgiveness and all that i get that's that's one scenario but another scenario is they just blatantly leave the church and they say they're still a christian you know what's what's the famous uh supposed christian singer franklin um what's i forgot his first kirk name kirk franklin uh, now Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. if you know anything about Kirk Franklin, <laughs> not so Christian anymore. Okay, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of bad stuff. The guy grew up in the church, was a sold out born again Christian, but it sure seems like he's given it all away. Um, I know there's still hope for him. He's as long as you have breath in your lungs, you can come back. You might be disagreeing with me on this, but I got to tell you, I there are some. If you no, ever watch, I'm not disagreeing okay, with you. Okay, good. Okay, good. I just think
1: that there's there's. There's underlining circumstances that are involved in people like Kurt Franklin and some other people. Um, I I think that, for example, uh, Bishop Carlton Pearson, who just passed away. um, Bishop Carlton Pearson was having a huge impact on gospel music 25, 30 years ago, even. And somewhere along the way, he, he came up with this new theology this theology that just wrecked especially the african-american church and and but it had an impact on globally any christian faith believing church it had an impact and um it it's the mentality that he came up with this hyper grace man and so many people like kurt franklin have attached themselves to theology like this, which, in their mind, believe that they can go do whatever they want, and there's grace. Listen, I I believe in grace. I'm, but a, I I'm get, a believer in God's grace and His mercy. But you know what?
0: It makes these sense. These guys because, have
1: really gone off the deep end. Yeah, but some of this stuff but now.
0: AC doesn't it make sense because that fits their human nature. We have a selfish desire of to do what we does. want. So now you go to the hyper grace. I like. Oh, good. I'm still in the grace. I can do whatever I want. Do and whatever That's you want, that's right. that's the thing. You know, I call it hyper grace. Call it whatever you want. Because we all have that tendency. There's no doubt. It's underlying. You know, it's there. If someone dangles a carrot and you're susceptible, and and you know, you're not prayed up wearing your armor you could you could fall for that stuff and someone like him he's yeah. become very famous he's got all yeah. these you know what do they call them, dove awards gospel awards all these every accolade you could get grammys everything you yeah. know yeah grammys and so that allure pulled him and sucked him in satan pulled him into his kingdom and now he's essentially praising that god not the god that we we worship and now he would now obviously if he was here he would argue and say are you kidding me i i
1: glorify the oh, lord still, you know he's still singing gospel music though he still he's still is, singing with, with other artists, uh, Christian artists. Uh, yeah, that that's one. You 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 brought up a good one because that's one I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't understand what's going on with that. And you know, and here's the beauty: it, it isn't our place to figure it out. Um, God, he, he's he's going to have to have a conversation with Jesus before long, and 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 just I'm praying that you know he'll he'll see what's going on. But it, it is people that they're being misled in some of the theology that's out there. And I was just telling Tammy the other day something that, you know, my dad um, had said to me and, and taught me growing up. And then years later, as when I, I became a grown man, him coming back to me and saying, hey, you remember when I taught you this? Forget what I said. That's not accurate. Here's the way you should think. And had the, the humility to come back and apologize and say, don't, don't do it that way. Because it was more of a man, man process, you know, and, oh, this is a good saying. Let's use it. Let's apply it to our life. But it wasn't really godly. And so after years of, of using that, Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, that's not how we do it. And he took him to the scripture. And showed him, and then when my dad got the revelation, uh, I had to change his whole mindset on it, and came to and me and apologized. And our whole family, and you know, and, and what I mean by that is this: even innocently, people are being misled, and there's theolo- theology that's out there that's misleading. That's it's not it's not facts, um, and it's misleading people to the point where they're living a lifestyle based on what they believe is truthful and they believe is facts. Now with Kurt, he was brought up differently. So he's changed his whole mindset. He's a different situation, but there's a lot of people that I'm seeing even in the so-called Christian world, uh, the industry, music industry. um, And you start seeing some of the things that they're doing on a regular basis, their lifestyles, um, and you just, you wonder, like, where where were you told that it's okay to be like that? You know, where, who, you know, if it's a record label and the record label is just trying to sell records and they're asking you to do something like that, I'm hoping that we have enough Holy Spirit living within us uh, that gives us enough conviction to say no. Um, you know, like like for me, uh, if I would have felt the Holy Spirit convict me to, to not work with uh, a couple of those secular artists that I worked with, I would have been scared to death of god there was you know there's a a holy fear that I have of god it 's a godly fear of not doing what he wants you know and uh, I think that 's what 's really lacking, especially in that industry. <laughs> And really, globally, it's, it's just a holy fear that people don't have of God anymore. Like, I, I want to please God, you know. I, and I know that I'm human. I know that I make mistakes. I make mistakes every single day. We all do. But ultimately, if somebody's asking me a question about, you know, my my love for the Lord, I I, I want to love Him and I want to serve Him and I want to I want to do things to please Him. Um, and and even when I do something that is not pleasing to Him. Most of the time, I have enough Holy Spirit living within me that I'm convicted. Where I say, "Oh, uh, I don't want a part of that," and uh, um, I think that's what's lacking in some of the you know the people that you mentioned and some of the people in that industry. <laughs> this is a holy fear of God, and then uh, just not trusting the Holy Spirit to lead them and direct them and convict them and to encourage them to do. You know, right and wrong, and so, uh, like I said, I, there's a disclaimer here. I haven't always been able to do that either. You know, I haven't always been able to, to be so in tune that I, I'm hearing. Yeah, thank you for the disclaimer. <laughs> I I haven't always been that in tune, and I want to be, and we we all want to be, uh, but you know, as the scripture said, we all fall and fail and come short of the glory of the Lord, and. The the key to that is when we fall or we fail, even if it's miserably, is to to understand us and to get right back on it. You know, when I when I was learning to ride a bike when I was a kid, you know, my dad, he would uh we took off the training wheels and I remember trying to ride, he was running behind me and then he would let like, go and I turn back and look, when I turn back and look, my wheel went crazy and I'm I'm you know, I fall off the bike and everything's kind of turn it down and he'll run down there and pick me up and I'm trying not to cry because I got scratched on my knee or something and he's like let's get on and do it again let's do it again let's do it again and the whole concept was teaching us when we fall we, we have to get right back up again get back on the bike get back in in the game you know wipe our face off wipe our knee off whatever the case may be and get right back in the game and try to accomplish what we set out to do and I think that's exactly what we have to do with with the Holy Spirit is when we when we fall when we make a mistake, get right back in it, and just allow the Holy Spirit to mold us and shape us into what you know God needs us to be. um And I think it, again, this is my opinion. I want a long way of trying to answer kind of the question at hand, but I think that's where we're lacking a lot in in the church. And in the worship and gospel music industry, is just a lack of the fear of the Lord and a lack of trusting in the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us. I agree. I I will say this, though. Once
0: you're going in the lion's den, once you leave the the church community, you know what you're going into. Um, And if you don't have that healthy fear of God and you go out there, it's conducive. You, you, the the world is conducive to playing to your emotions and to yeah. your um, worldly needs and all that stuff. And when someone's supplying those worldly needs to you, in, you, know, like money and cars and offering you fame and fortune and all that stuff, of course, it's going to be tough to deny that temptation, especially if there's no fear of the Lord. You know, Danielle's over in the Hi. chat. And we were, can he be my... <laughs> <laughs> Can he be my pastor too? Um, yeah, he could be. It's, he's online. You could watch online, Daniel. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. We were talking last night about the fear of the Lord. And Danielle was kind of a little confused maybe on the fear of the Lord. Um, she just said, I guess in that sense I fear God too because that's where I'm at. I want to go the right way. The fear of the Lord is first reverence. That's that's the ultimate fear. And But when you have reverence, there is a healthy fear of knowing that he knows everything. He sees everything. He's the creator. Like there's understanding that a good father is going to chasten you when you do wrong. And there is, there is rewards and there is punishment. I mean, that's just, that's just the facts. That's just how it is in life too. So why wouldn't our heavenly father who's righteous also do those things not to scare us away from him, but to draw us near. I know in some of my darkest hours or, or times where I was furthest away from God, he was drawing me back. He wasn't gonna yeah. let me go, you know. I now I had yeah. the choice. Obviously, I had that choice to go and leave and do whatever I want. But he's always gonna try to woo you back, and you know, he's your 100%. you're his child. Like I mean, I'm a dad. I have four kids. I can't imagine one of my kids turning their back on me and not wanting to be around right. me. You know, I mean, I can't. Yeah. That would break my heart. You know, because you've done hey, everything for him. You've tried your best.
1: Hey, I, I, I'm gonna say this too. Um, Just for those who are online right now watching and listening, and those who will be listening a little bit later, part of the vision that I really have, and Gino and I have talked some about this, for League of Brothers is this. I'm a believer. Gino's a believer in Jesus Christ. But I want to have conversations with people who are either non-believers people who are church hurt, um, people who are hurt because their aunt and uncle got hurt and nothing happened to them, but because their family got hurt, they want to stay away. It's a good excuse to stay out of church, right? I want to have conversations with people who who have been taught um, legalistically in church, um, you know, things that you can and cannot do. And, and, and maybe you're struggling with some of them I want to talk about hard topics, things that may be taboo in church. Um, these are things I want to talk about because I I want us to have an opportunity to to speak about things. Um, you know, I, I previous podcasts that I had with Army of Lions, I, I did a did a show one time on uh, marijuana, uh, especially when marijuana was you know when Michigan was really starting to hit it. And uh I was getting asked questions all the time as being topic. So I actually brought in on one episode I, I brought in multiple guests. uh One was a uh cannabis uh company. he He's the owner of the company and they They had places where they they grew it, they packaged it, they sold it. Um, and then I had an attorney from Michigan who was, uh, he he, he was helping to defend some of these uh, cannabis companies here in the state of Michigan. Then I had an NFL football player, uh, Mike Hollis, um, who's a good friend of mine, who uh, he talked about uh, marijuana in the NFL and the rules prior to them changing and recently. Um, And so we, we, and then I had a pastor come on with me and we discussed marijuana in church and how churches should react to those and and whether it's based on people who just want to get high or for some medical purposes and so we had all this and let me tell you what man it was one of the highest rated programs I did and I got I got slammed by the religious people for even addressing it you know I I wasn't agreeing to anything or disagreeing. I was playing neutral, and I just trying to get input from everybody. And I got slammed. I was ridiculed, and you know what? I was okay with it because I got for the first time there were thousands of people talking about taboo conversations that don't happen for believers, and it was giving people insight. It was giving some truth. It was giving. Uh, biblical stands on, on certain things. And um, I, I not that I want to duplicate that, but I want us to be able to have these conversations with people on this podcast that will allow people to be real and allow people to ask questions and allow people to have a voice, like you and I to have a voice and to speak truth and to invite people to come in and, and give their opinions and thoughts, whether they're guests or something like that. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that that you know that I'm wanting to bring on. Uh, he's going to be back, and he's he's actually going to be in Israel uh, like the 4th of December through the 16th. And so the following week, we're planning on having him as a guest. I'll actually be with him in Washington, D.C. on that Monday, which I think is the 18th, 17th or 18th of December. And I'm gonna, I want to do a live show with him, and we're going to talk about some things in Washington, D.C., the former senator uh, and former EPA director for the Trump administration, a dear friend of mine. And he's also going to be talking about what's going on in Israel. He's had a really huge connection with Israel, as you know and a lot of our listeners know. I I got back just a short time before things went kind of sideways there in Israel. And uh, Carl is going to be going back and and it probably shows some video and some pictures on that segment about what is going on to this day down nearly Gaza Strip. And with, with him coming on, we're going to be talking about some political issues, talking about some, some things happening around the world, some world issues uh, and biblically where, where things are, you know, where, where are we as believers? Uh, where, where are we as far as the end times and just some things that I think, you know, people are, are wondering right now, people are questioning, you know, what's really going on. And uh, Carl's got some great insight in some of those topics. And so I think we're going to have a great time with that. Um, And it's some other good things coming. And and again, I'm, I'm giving thanks. I'm giving thanks that you and I have been connected with really interesting and cool people that over the years, God has blessed us with, and to be able to bring them on our show and have great conversations. And on top of that, show people Jesus through it all and lead people uh, to him to me is the most important thing. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, I know that we we're running out of time and we want to, again, just uh, for me and my home and what we're doing, my personal life and resting place and, I just want to say thank you to everybody that I know that I love. Uh, This has been a very interesting, but very good year. And I'm giving thanks for that, but I'm also giving thanks in advance for what I know God's going to do in 2024. Uh, I'm looking forward to see the great things that God is going to do for each and every one of us. Yeah. I'm with you, man. So troll, troll dropped in over on
0: rumble. I think it's hilarious. We didn't even mention Trump's name and somehow it says, <laughs> you gotta listen to D. I love trolls. Uh, do y'all hope that Trump's trials are not televised? That way his team can shovel you all the BS for you to eat up. It's It'll be easier for them to keep lying to you then. Uh, or are you afraid of it's on TV? You'll really see how guilty he is. Sort of like how a fat person doesn't like seeing the reflection in a mirror. It really is kind of fascinating how all of you like-minded sim- <laughs> sit like-minded simpletons congregate here, eat up the BS, and trick yourselves into believing that MAGA is doing so well. I don't know. You must be on the wrong channel, bro, because that's not what we were talking about at all. But I, if you want to go I did there, I'm one the Trump. to welcome you on other shows. <laughs> I, I did, did mention, mention Trump. Trump? Oh, okay.
1: being okay. uh Carl being you know, in the EPA during the Trump administration. Oh, that's, that, yeah, but, uh, but we weren't talking... Let's <laughs> be political. honest, political. Carl has issues with Trump, so if the guy yeah. wants to be too technical about it, yeah. uh, if we mm-hmm. end up talking about it, Carl will probably mention a few things that he wasn't overly happy with concerning Trump and some policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not a personal issues. I'm talking about policy issues when yeah, it comes policy. to yeah. you know EPA stuff. But um, but why is listen, it so? This is the thing. I don't even I see. Care, I, man, they control. I, know, I love I
0: love trolls. I love trolls. I think it's hilarious. But I think it's funny when uh, the trolls always have to call people names. They can't just have a conversation, and that shows me uh, that you're yeah. you're not a you're not thinking things through. Because he says, uh, "Called us uh, like-minded simpletons, congregate." So everybody in all the chats here are like-minded simpletons, according to this guy. Hey, listen, I think it's I've been called a whole
1: lot worse, so I'm glad that's
0: all. Said. <laughs> me too, man. Right? Too. Right? Yeah. But you know what? Hey. I am thankful for Bobert's theater and I, I can't see the rest of his name cause it's not showing up on. Oh, uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And it's even a perverted, uh, rest of his name. I, it doesn't show up on my screen over here, but it's showing up on my phone. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Classy. Very close. Classy, no, no, there's no reason for us to give him any, any no, more, no glory. <laughs> uh, no glory, no more FaceTime on our program. Yeah. But, uh, listen, man, um, I'm giving thanks for you. You're you're a good friend. Uh you're a good man. Um you're a great brother in our league of brothers. You're uh, a great family man and uh more importantly I'm just I'm glad to be able to and thankful to be able to call you my friend. And uh I really appreciate that. Thanks for doing this episode with me and us giving thanks. Uh just so many different things and there's so much more we could give thanks to. There's absolutely um so many other things. Um, but just just wanted to say a big big shout out to you and i'm thankful for you brother and and i'm really looking forward to uh you know the rest of this coming month in december but i think january we're, we'll hit the we'll hit the ground running with uh, legal brothers and looking forward to seeing what what god uses us for, to do and how many hornets nests we can stir up in the process I, that's that's the goal they need to be stirred up They need to be kicked but brother i, I do, I do want man. To say we do the, the
0: feeling is mutual, man. I appreciate you so much. Like I said before, the first time you were ever on, I knew like God was connecting us. I knew we were going to do some great things in the kingdom, uh, in the days ahead. I know there's great days for resting place, church coming league of brothers, all of it. And it's, it's all tied together. God's doing great things in these days, uh, through a lot of trials, but that's how we grow. That's how we get refined. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you appreciate all you do. I know you make a lot of sacrifices too. And you know, um, uh, pastors pastors have it rough pastors don't you know i think people sit back and like oh pastor that's an easy job because they don't know the half of what that's why i never wanted to be a pastor i, I thank god me neither he call me to be one but uh yeah
1: but i gotta me say me i
0: appreciate you and all you do and and i think we are going to do some some great things and uh, god's going to use us mightily as long as we submit to him we're on the right path but i will say yeah. um Let's, whoever the guests are that come on the show, and I know you've, you've got quite a list of people there that I think are gonna be very interesting people to have on here. Carl being one of them. Carl's a great guy. I mean, I, I barely know him. I've been on a couple you know conference calls with you guys or whatever, just listening to him. He's obviously an intelligent man. Uh, he's been mm-hmm. in DC for a long time, understands the inner workings of it. He was head of the EPA. Um, and I think that's an interesting perspective to get on a show like this. So people can see, like, there are Bible-believing Christians in politics. Yeah, if, I don't know. I guess. Oh, he's the, trust he, me. The man is. Yeah. Oh, he's he's out. a
1: big time believer, big time yeah. believer, and just uh, I I learned so much from him, uh, not just in business and in, in life, but uh, the guy is a a walking, um, theologian. I mean, he's just he has the word uh the torah he understands the torah he does the comparisons and uh he's the guy the guy's got a lot of and i'm not trying to toot his horn or anything like that at all uh i i love the guy but the guy is he's brilliant and the fact that he's a jesus follower and loves the lord and he's in washington dc just uh sets him apart but there are there are many there are many trust me there's many of them and I, and hopefully we'll be able to get a few more of them on the program, but there are other people that are in that city that are really trying to make a difference. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's good. Good days ahead, man. I'm not
0: worried, not worried at all. All right, bro. Um, yeah, we kind of threw this one together, just saying we needed to give thanks following the holiday and the seasons, Christmas coming up and all that. So, it's that time of the year where hopefully people's hearts are softer than maybe the rest of the year and they're willing to forgive and forget and move on and love each other like god called us to do so brother love you man chat blessed have a blessed night over there on rumble also on foxhole we appreciate you on twitter if anybody i I always forget to check twitter Uh, but if anybody's there on twitter love you all thank you have a great night i'm back tomorrow night 7 30 with rescue the fosters mel janelle will be that's a great name mel janelle uh will be back on it's her second appearance on she's doing some amazing work ac this woman had two of her kids taken from her this is back six years ago and she says you know what lawyers weren't doing anything for her nobody wanted to touch with the 10-foot pole she did it she took it into her own hands Started going to the library, reading law books, understanding how the law worked, and she's been saving other people's kids. Now she got hers back, and now she's helping people get their kids back too. And she's that's just amazing. 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 Sold out. She's a Bible-believing Christian. Uh, so that's tomorrow, Wednesday, Inside Live. Me and Matt. I think Doctor uh, Rashan Golden will be back with Doug, her husband, for some natural, naturopath uh, remedies and and uh, holistic medicine. And then Thursday, back with Rescue to Fosters. And I don't remember who the guest is this Thursday on that episode, but I'm sure it's a great one. Anyway, love you all. Have a great night. God bless. AC? Don't forget, we have
1: uh, Resting Place on Friday night, 7 p.m. We sure do. The return of Resting website Place. Website up after... there. Yeah, we took Friday night off for you know the uh, holiday. I,
0: sh- I meant to pull it up, and I forgot. Let me pull it up real quick. Hang on a second.
1: Here. Hey, also, if you guys don't, if you haven't noticed at the bottom of our screen, go Check out uh, My Pillow, and if you use promo code Insight, you'll get a fifteen percent discount off of all the My Pillow uh, products. Go support one of our patriots, uh, Mr. Mike, and uh, it's a good company uh, to invest in. But go to MyPillow.com, promo code Insight, get fifteen percent off. Uh, and I'm sure you'll be blessed. I I use a My Pillow product myself, and uh, it it's it's a it's a game changer for. Oh, man sleep, so
0: i love the pillow i have the sheets we have the slippers yeah you know i was gonna run the ad tonight i meant to tell you before i'm like you know i need to start running the ads again because this is what i usually play right here and in
1: light of the recent events your continued support means everything
0: but it's been a minute
1: since i played
0: <laughs> played any commercials so i always forget i need like a timer or something to pop up to run, you need something. a run
1: sheet we'll make sure the run sheet gets printed yes. off yes listen I love you, man. I love Love uh, everybody we have got going on and watching us. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, Liger Brothers Tonight podcast number two. Look forward to next week uh, for our third podcast. Stay tuned. We'll try to get the information out of what our topic is going to be, or maybe we won't. And you just have to log in to kind of see what we're going to talk about. But I promise it's going to be interesting, but uh, yes, come see us Friday night at resting place. Um, it's going to be a time of worship, a time of prayer, a uh, time of the Word, and uh, I promise you, you will um, you'll get something out of it if you put something into it. And what I mean by that is just being open uh, with your ears and your mind just to receive whatever the Lord has for you. Uh, but God bless you guys, my friend, my brother from another mother. Love you. I love you too, man. Have a good night, everybody. We'll Take talk care. Talk soon. Still here? It's over. Go home. <laughs> go, go, get out of here.